It's the 10 to 1 Podcast with your host, Brad Ullman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Lauks. And here's the podcast. Yo, yo, yo. You beautiful pieces of God's handiwork. How are you? Oh, my God. I did not see that coming. We got a gospel lesson going for this one. (laughs) I'm fine. Nathaniel, how are you? Um, Blessed by the best, buddy. Blessed by the best. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, So let's talk about the topic on everybody's mind, Pete Davidson. Oh yeah. Uh, are, did we find out? By the way, I didn't. We didn't talk about this beforehand. But are those are those like texts that are like spreading like wildfire? Are those real? I think they are. Can you imagine Pete Davidson texting Kanye West from his <laughs> old ex wife's bed? Yes. Can you imagine shirtless? You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is what it is. That at this is point. a mess. That whole thing's a mess. I don't know. I think that everything the Kardashians do is perfectly sane and fine, and like it just makes a lot of sense to me. I just like it, it's just. I, I mean, honestly, I thought when reading those texts, if they are real, I'm like, you know what? Uh, good for Pete because he actually sounds sane here. If they are true, <laughs> if they are real, he does. He sounds like the the sane one of the two. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. Even admitting that he's not sane, like yeah. I've got mental issues too. It was, you know? This is whole crazy drama. Uh, but anyway, hey guys, it's the ten to one podcast. Good to have you with, with your host, <laughs> Brad. No, no. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Blessed by the best, die like the rest, or what do you say? I don't know. I don't know. I've been watching the Righteous Gemstones a lot. Oh, so. that's too stressed to get dressed. <laughs> that's why you're naked. Okay, this is a different take on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was episode 924. Did you guys know that? Oh, that's new. I counted them all. <laughs> <laughs> he went just, one, two, I got three. to 500 just, and had to start over. Oh, shit, Dang, just got done today. <laughs> from no, last it is week. episode 924. So what? How many? How many episodes are usually? Is it about 20, 24 episodes a season? Is that right? I think it's like yeah, twenty twenty one. I think okay. All right. No, it's actually twenty twenty two. That wasn't. Sorry. That wasn't, no, no, we're not going to do that. So Zoe Kravitz, eh, eh? Did you guys know that her dad is famous? <laughs> You're so dumb. I don't even know who that is. Uh, Pete Kravitz. <laughs> He invented some things. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. So uh, yeah, uh, Zoe episode Kravitz. fifteen. Great season. What is this season? Forty something. Forty seven. Yeah, season forty seven. Um, so hey, I want I want you guys. I've got a I got a bit of trivia for you. I love it. Zoe Kravitz was in one other episode of SNL. Which one? One other. Which episode? I mean, it would have been when Lenny Kravitz probably was the musical guest, and she was. On stage with him as a kid. That is not true, Ben. Okay, well then, screw me. Yep. Um, gosh, I'm gonna say th- th- this surprised me even. So, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I can't. Yeah, think of- you wouldn't know this honestly because this is really uh, deep into it. But May fifth, two thousand eighteen, season twenty four, episode nineteen, with Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Okay, if you watch when he's singing his song Saturday. She is sitting on the floor during the performance on the stage. Oh. Weird. Yeah, I don't Just know why. Like, I don't know why. Was like, she the only one? Nope. 
or there's there, a lot of people sitting like, there. Well, not a lot, but there's like a a group of four sitting on the floor. It, it is there's there's a lot of people in the band. There's a lot of I don't know why she is because um, like, she's Zoe Kravitz. I mean, I would if Zoe Kravitz would like if I was preaching a sermon. I'm a pastor, and she wanted to sit on the stage while I was preaching. I'd let her. Yeah. No, you're not going to say no to Zoe Kravitz. No, um, Zoe Kravitz is going to put some butts in that in that on the, in those pews. Who more than anybody? Probably. <laughs> yeah, she so. was a delight. Also, a bit of trivia from my wife: Who is Zoe Kravitz dating right now, Ben? Zoe Kravitz is dating Pete Davidson. Co- no, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a movie out right now as well. Uh, it's not Tom Holland because that's Zendaya or Zendaya. Zendaya, good for you. you um, correct yourself on that one. Yep. Uh, he's, he's got a movie out right now, and I actually saw it. And I rented it. it's gonna. You rented I, it. I cried. You rented it. I cried. But you guys know I cried. Um, about everything. I oh man, this is, that's a good trivia question. Yeah, I've got trivia for you. I don't know who. What? What? what Channing movie? Tatum. They've been oh, dating since last summer. C-Tates. Good for him. Yeah, you know what? I'll say this. I don't know. Maybe people don't like Channing Tatum. I'm I glad love he's Channing. back. I I'm love Channing Tatum. Back. Uh, I love Channing Tatum. I'm not sure if I'm glad he's back in the movie that's in theaters right now. You didn't like Dog? I, ca- I like Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I saw Dog. It's really good. I see Cat every day. It. Cat in my home. Great. He, he directed it. It's really good. Ben, <laughs> you should see it. Neanderthals like present. He just, 10 to 1. He just said, I like Dog. I like Dog. I like Cat. Yeah. I the movie's called Dog. I know. Not dog of the whatever the one that won the dog best picture. The body hunter. Dog the bounty hunter. What was the one that power won best of the, the power it hasn't of the won dog. best picture? It oh, will best director. It might. It will. It didn't win best director either. It, it took. What did it, it win? <laughs> it won something. <laughs> it did. Jane, Jane Campion. All I know is Venus and Serena got trashed. Jane Campion won the Directors Guild of America award. That is their equivalent of best picture That's or dumb. best director. And then decided to shit on Serena and <laughs> Venus Williams in the. <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't really shit on them. She just made a really misguided statement. But that's a for a whole different podcast and a whole <laughs> that's different for our day. Other podcast. Uh, that we've got going Today's on. Today's so. fuck-ups. <laughs> called, called Celebrity Oops. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Zoe Kravitz, what did you guys think? That's how we're going to start? We're just not going to just dig into the... I mean, no. I mean, what do you guys think of Zoe Kravitz? Did you like her? Oh, I love Zoe Kravitz. Do you? Just as a performer? Yeah, Overall? Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she, she was great. great. The Batman? she was great. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. Are, we th- are we already High talking about... the TV show? I thought she's great. What? Not... High Fidelity, the TV show? Did you see oh, that? yeah. I didn't watch it. You never watch anything. I watched the original High Fidelity, the movie. Okay. Which your mother is in. Yes. There All right. Go. Let's get into the show. Cold Open, White House TikTok meeting, written by Colin Jost, Will Steven. What'd you guys think? Boo. Boo. Why do they do this? And stuff? why are we going back to TikTok already? Why are we digging like like is I, just this, did it? This feels desperate. This feels like like my like uh, a parent trying to be like, oh, let's see what the kids are into, but we can make TikTok jokes so and they'll love them. They did that already they, exactly. with a political yeah. thing. What and also that one wasn't that am- I mean it was fine it was a little funny but it wasn't good either it wasn't great so what is this yeah what is this going just on here? it's just not I-, I will say there there are a couple funny things um the Jason Derulo thing was funny to me. No, that jo- the joke is tired. I'm so sick of that fucking joke. We get it. He says it. his name in his stop songs. It, Everyone it, has made it, the same joke. It. I'm done with that joke. Well, you know what? Maybe some of us don't operate on the same high plane that you do. All right? Our humor is still there. I did laugh. Hey, uh, you, hey you know what? Let's have uh, little John come in and be like, uh, what? Okay. <laughs> I did enjoy Chris Red delivering Jason Derulo's name. When he was sad, See, that's what that I'm made saying. me laugh. That, that was, it, it was 
That was the better part of that. And yes. It wasn't enough to save any. What about but, Bone, Yang? Bone Yang? Was pretty funny. Sure, but As, like, which I texted you guys. Obviously, our listeners don't know that that's a real thing. I did not know that yeah. these were real TikTok characters. Oh yeah, for I sure. I'm, I'm. I I'm didn't. One of the old guys. Th- here. Well, this is the thing. Uh, I don't have a TikTok. Whatever. I, you know. But I'm, do you I'm even all. Have I'm a not. Facebook yet? I'm not. I, I'm not the target audience. I get it. But at the same time, um, I, I even know that there are a few famous TikTok people, and I'm, I'm supposing that th- those were them. Um, I've seen the person that Bo and Yang was portraying, mm-hmm. and did you see it before I sent it to you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I've seen I had that. Not hurt. It, it, it was on. It's on Reddit a lot. It's on. Uh, I. What, I'm, what I'm is on that, that site again? I'm on Instagram Reels, and sometimes the TikToks mm-hmm. spill over. There's a lot of Instagram reels that have TikTok. On Seriously, it. and that's what that's kind of how I see TikTok. And so the ones that are broad enough of an, of an appeal that do cross over, I have seen, and I didn't recognize any of those people from TikTok other than Bone Yang's character. But did you find that funny though, the no. Bone Yang stuff? Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. I thought um, it was okay. The the only part, honestly, that I thought was really good actually was Keenan Thompson. Oh yeah, yeah. As the um, uh, Charles F. the roofer. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm not supposed to be here. And then also his remark about like, you put him on a rooftop. Blah, blah, blah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I, you know they haven't had a, and maybe it's just, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, but maybe this is why some people think that SNL isn't as good as it was. Yeah, before. Yeah, because it, it's at the top of the hour. It's yeah. not great. It's like it's their it's cold just, openings haven't been great. Yeah, um, this was a real thing, right? Uh, they did have a, a a meeting with TikTok. Like people, the White House. Yeah, because they they are having problems with TikTok being. It's like, one of the only things that uh, Russia has not banned yet, and so. Well, because it's a Chinese platform, so they're not going to ban it in Russia. Yeah, and so 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 that is a real thing. They're trying did to. They, so did, did they have people that know a lot about TikTok, or did they actually have no, the performers? They took like the fi- these. I don't know if they, these exact ones, but they took like fifteen. You know. Popular content creators, and, and I, then, so as a political move, and not about saying not live, really, but as a political move, I'm okay with that as long as you're asking them, like, hey, as as ambassadors of of TikTok and as ambassadors for the United States, could you use your own channels to promote X Y Z? That's exactly what it was. Is that it if was, that's what it was, then okay, that's a fine use of that. This was obviously a take on that, which is like, what are your ideas for stopping the war in Ukraine? It wasn't like use your channel to promote peace. That's a different story. Yeah, and like. If you guys have any questions, I think the whole point was, too, is if you have any questions about what's going on, ask us. Let us get the narrative out there that's right, actually right. happening that America wanted to craft anyway. So, But, man, um, that was – there was just – it was so boring. I was just bored. Um, yeah, it's just not – it's just not – it wasn't a good sketch. And, like, honestly – I didn't think it was good either. I but, just – I think that they need to re rethink, like – especially because they're not doing stunt casting right now. So there's no need for it to be at the top of the show. You don't have to open the show – with yeah. political satire every time, like like they used to do so many different sketches as the cold open on SNL, yeah, yeah. and now it's always topical, it's always relevant, it's almost always always, political. always from, almost always political, and like the, I think it carries over from when obviously the, the Gore and Bush debates were huge, uh, the Palin stuff that was a big thing, and so like now I feel like they're doing it out of obligation, and there's just not enough to effectively lampoon or parody that makes it worth doing right at the, at the and, beginning and of the to show. To be fair, too, when, when Alec Baldwin was doing his Trump in the beginning. Beginning, yeah, they, it was a big thing. Those were those were huge, right? Yeah. And so I think they're still trying to find that lightning in a bottle. But we've said this before: Joe Biden's just not funny. He's yeah. not funny. And, I mean, and, there's not really anything happening in politics that like can be easily or smartly mined for comedy right now yep. because it's, it's just business as usual right yep. now. It's not like it's not a circus like it was, you know, a couple of years ago or whatever. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Next monologue: Allison Gates, Jake Norman, Josh Patton, Ken Sublet. 
uh, they had a, a a monologue without much of um, the actual guest host. Zoe yeah, Kravitz. it was a little. So I I have said on the on the our show here that I like to use that as a gauge for how 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 comfortable I'm going to be probably watching this whole episode because man that host is either going to sink or swim right on the monologue I couldn't tell if Zoe Kravitz was going to be great or not yet because she didn't do anything in the monologue yeah she's very cute though yeah no she and the lines that she did had yep. were, were fine and she she nailed it and that was all fine um, no Anne Hathaway though I mean I thought we okay I, I did do this because I wanted to know because uh, you know they were, part of the sketch if you have not seen the sketch is that um, essentially they were pulling in former Catwomen's in there and you know uh, different people were playing Catwoman uh, uh, Ego or is it Ego or Ego. Ego. Ego, that's what I thought. Ego Nordum played Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Um, uh, Aidy Bryant played the cat lady with Arlo's cat. Um, <laughs> Chris Redd played Cat Williams. Kate McKinnon played... Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Michelle version. Michelle Pfeiffer's uh, Catwoman. So I wanted to know, because you guys are fans of film and TV, do you guys know the other people that have played Catwoman? Well, Halle Berry. Halle Berry, famous, yep. yeah. infamously. Did you love that film? <laughs> uh, yes. Only the basketball scene. Uh-huh. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Give, give, give me some other. Yep. Halle Berry. Uh, Halle. Zoe Kravitz voiced Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then what other are we missing? Well, we've got Eartha Kitt. Yeah, right? we got that one. That's Batman 66. Michelle Pfeiffer, we got that one. Yeah, Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises, Anne Hathaway, and uh, yeah, that's, that's it, isn't so, it? Nope. Uh, Eartha Kitt actually was the third Batman in Batman 66. The third Batman? Or sorry, the third uh, <laughs> the third Catwoman. Uh, Julie Newmar was the first one. Oh, that's right. Then Lee Merriweather, um, and then Eartha Kitt. And then, if you want to really get technical, like the comic book nerds do, is uh, Adrian Barbeau voiced Batman in the animated series, which is a very famous... Catwoman. Catwoman, sorry. In Batman the Animated Series, uh, that is a very famous uh, animated series. Yes, it is. Um, is. It's one of the most uh, revered adaptations of Batman. Is it really? Okay. And then Cameron uh, Bikandova did Catwoman in Gotham TV series. Okay. I would have accepted that as well. I would have accepted that. It's just full of trivia. I actually don't accept Gotham, so... I've never seen it. It's just, it's just. Fucking, Is it awful? Just not good. <laughs> worse, it, worse than the opening sketch. Uh, oof, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> what did you think about Aidy Bryant's Catwoman? <laughs> Which again, Arlo the cat is the actual cat that was in there. Did you guys see? Uh, one of the cast or one of the writers was petting him. Was yeah. petting the cat, and I, I'm going to guess the writer was put there like make sure this cat doesn't jump away. Exactly, you know. Yeah, but, uh, that was no. I mean, it was it was a clever. Was it was a clever of enough uh, monologue. I, again, I'm not a huge fan of when they just talk. I like to see something happen, whereas either questions from the audience or a musical number. I like to open the show with an actual show. Yeah, and so this was great. Kate McKinnon was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of backlash on the subreddit about uh, her and like she's in too many things. It's well, cause she's freaking she's one brilliant. of the best cast. Exactly, and and she's going to go down. And it's not legend. always like that either. Like I there's know. been plenty of times when she hasn't been in a lot of sketches. She was awesome as this. We are lucky to it be living so in the world good. that Kate McKinnon is on us. And yeah. honestly, I mean, it is. We notice, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Ego was. Spot on. I don't know if you've ever heard Eartha Kitt talk. No, no. I you should look don't. at an old. Okay. Th- oh my god. She. I thought it was her. Like the voice is perfect. It's almost too bad because that impression then would have really gone wasted because probably a lot of people didn't. Yeah. But it was probably spot on. Yeah. So it was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, I did love the Kate McKinnon because I've always thought about this. You know, like the wearing so much leather and these kind of things and she's latex. The, the whole, she, yeah, latex. she walked yeah. there it was good <laughs> it like was good sneaking up on people um, it was good but all right first sketch after that was made of honor written by Dan Bull and Mikey Day Streeter Seidel 
Uh, I think we all knew what kind of sketch this was going to be as soon as uh, we saw Kyle as the groom, right? Yeah. I, so right off the bat, I, I did like immediately that uh, they took the time for Mikey Day to explain why he was eating cake and because the other speech was so short. I really enjoyed that, actually. Oh, and like, yeah, the, the way that joke built actually was really good. It because was very he, good. Because do you think you're entering the speech like in the middle of it, and right. then it's like he, he started with the, 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 the nickname <laughs> the thing. The line we heard. Or, yeah, the, and then uh, I thought it was going to go more after that, <laughs> but that was the end. So. And that's why I'm currently still <laughs> chewing on a piece of okay. cake. So that was great. So as a pastor, I've I've seen a lot of these. Yeah, right? yeah, you've I, done I have seen quite a, a few. lot of best man speeches, and it almost always is – Best man's speech is super short and almost always mean. Um, <laughs> like, like That's it doesn't. True. It doesn't even sometimes come around to like. I gotta say, like, uh, Brett used to sleep with a lot of dogs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy, he's a jerk, isn't he? All right, and then well, just say, so much, Marsha, Marsha. I will tell you. You got yourself a live one there. And then he'll leave. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, never, uh, I don't like, know. Uh, to it. Like, Steve, uh, Steve shit in my car once. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you were there. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it very much is that. It's like uh, you know, I've heard some really great best man speeches that come from the heart as well. But like, it was like uh, that idea of a short speech making fun of the groom is a very real thing. And you, and we can cut any of this out you want, but it's I do okay. have a real question about that. Yep. Um, have you ever heard? Uh, have you ever presided over a second marriage? And so the best man speech is, well, here we go again. Like, has that ever happened? Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, no, I don't. Re- Let me think about this. No, I don't think there's ever been a very uncomfortable best like, man speech. Welcome back, everybody, because it's the second one. Yeah. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. No, because I think oh, they God. would probably be killed yeah. um, by whoever the new wife is. Um, <laughs> but there have been some awkward ones, though, where I thought, like, and I, I I get myself into trouble because I say mean things, as you guys know, too often and thinking they're funny and like to the point where I feel awkward. If I feel awkward, then you know you the line is way past. But um, but anyway, uh, what did you guys think? Did you like the sketch? Zoe was great at this role, I thought. She yeah. did really well. Yep. Um, there was a lot for her to do here you yeah, know, because exactly. it's literally her sketch. There are a couple other people in it. Um, it's definitely the Cecily song telling uh, Kyle Mooney to be quiet. Yep. So we knew that what that was going to be. Kyle Mooney did a great job, though, of the whole, like, wait, dancing where? Yep. And, you know, and what was interesting is Kyle Mooney wasn't as, um, I don't know, I don't want to say weak, but it, he wasn't as, like, defeated as right. he often is. Right. He was more he was, questioning. He was more right? playing like, the, the normal Mikey Day. Yep. You exactly. know, like, exactly. in, incredulous. Exactly. Came out a lot more. Exactly. Brad, what'd you think? Yeah, I, I liked it. Like for for the most part, I thought Zoe Kravitz was really good, and and like giving the speech and like keeping bubbly and Cecily Strong's reactions were really really good for it too. I just I I didn't I didn't dislike it, but like this is a familiar formula, you know. It's something where like you know someone's going to keep saying something that is bad, and like it's going to keep getting worse, and someone in the, in the room is like, uh, what? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. They go to this well quite often. Yeah, and yep. and and it, for the most part, it works. Like it depends on what the, what they have them say, you know. And uh, so yeah, it's I liked it, didn't love it. Yeah, it is a good point. It, it's it's not groundbreaking, right. but if it's done well, and I think you know, again, if you look back and see how much dialogue Zoe Kravitz had in there, it was quite a bit. Yeah, and she delivered it well. Yeah, and so I also think they that, made a familiar thing work. I also really think that that's kind of like this sketch is really apropos of what Saturday Night Live has been this entire season, where this is a good sketch. Very familiar, done pretty well, nothing groundbreaking, 
very familiar like but there's no real punch to it because it's so familiar because it's so I'm not going to say easy because these things are never easy to write but it's uh it's reliable more more for the writers it's in, within their wheelhouse uh stuff like the meatball sketch you know yeah that might be not everybody's cup of tea but you you can't say it's not original or a different way to take the show. Definitely. So original. this stuff, I I just feel like this is eighty percent of what we see, yep. and it's like, guys, it's okay to be a little crazier and get out of your comfort zone, do things in a different format. That's why even last week with the eighty Bryant, uh, you know, Oscar Isaac sex dream or not, yep. uh, you know, whatever that, and that format you want to call it, breaking the fourth wall type thing. Yep. I, I I'm here for that. I want more of that because that seems like. Writers with new ideas. Try something and fail sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, uh, instead of trying something that you've already tried and it failed just because we're just tired of seeing it. Right. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the next was a pre-tape, Amazon Go, written by Vanessa Jackson and Brian Tucker. In my opinion, this is SNL political slash cultural commentary at its finest. It's subtle. It was hilarious, I thought. Chris, Chris Redd was great. Um, Vanessa uh, Jackson is a fairly new writer um, on the show and she also wrote Superhost which was a cut for time sketch do you guys remember that one um, it was oh the, 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 the weird cabin yeah yeah. yeah. so so you know I, I th- and I like that sketch actually I thought it was odd I thought it was funny um, so I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see where she goes she hasn't had a ton of sketches in um, the show yet um, but this one got in there I love this one what'd you guys think I thought it was pretty funny uh, I think the execution is, is good I, I think Keenan Thompson and uh, Chris Red are the high points for it but I feel like it, it feels like it's too late like it's not like Amazon Go is like a new thing you know like I, and and you know, sometimes you get to be sketches. fair though. I, I I don't think a lot of people spend as much time as you do on online looking at articles like that because I hadn't really heard that this was actually a thing that was happening. And that might be true. And like, and even even I, so, I've like I've never I, been in an Amazon Ghost. Oh, I haven't been inside one either. Okay. I just know that they exist. Okay, yeah. Um, but because I think that like there's sometimes it's weird. Like there's things I think. Well, that's it's weird that this sketch is coming about this now. Um, but like it's sometimes it, it works when like it's if it's not necessarily timely or relevant anymore. Sometimes it's just like it's it's surprising that like no one has done a sketch like this already. Yeah, sure. And I think that like I think maybe my hesitation in, in like uh, not hesitation, but just like my initial reaction of not loving it is just that it's a very simple premise. And even though it works very well, it's not exactly something that's super original. Like we we like the idea of like black people being profiled for stealing stuff. Like it's a common you know trope yep. and something like that. And so even though it is like what, excuse did pretty well it's not like the most original idea yeah what i guess what i liked about it though in in that is that it is a real product right and yeah. so it wasn't they weren't making up something and then trying to get you to believe that this made up product exists. yeah and i guess that is a little bit of a difference whereas you know yes it's a trope but this is a brand new thing that amazon is trying to get so the the joke is a little bit more layered because it's like no, this time you can trust us. Yep. Amazon and the narrator keeps telling you it's okay, and they've been through it so many times. We're like, yeah, no, we're we're still no, not going to no. trust you on that. And this, the Chris Red is, I'm putting this back. <laughs> like I just, was, I thought there was just some, yeah. Also, really, when Keenan Thompson leans back and puts the money down, it, it's a tip. <laughs> like that's really funny. It's really funny. Um, but I, I do get, I get the idea that, like, again, um, uh, 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 black Americans expecting racism in certain elements is something that again we know right and and it was a conversation piece probably more appropriate or or more um you know in the cultural in the cultural zeitgeist 
four years ago or three years ago than it is now, but I thought it was really good still. And it's uh, groundbreaking when Eddie Murphy goes into whiteface and starts getting newspapers for free. Yeah. Like, that's that's when that was culturally like, wow, this yeah. is the first time this has been called out kind of stuff. And now we are here 30 years later, still making the same kind of, but that also just shows you that not much has fucking changed. Yeah. And the, the, the one line that, I, again, I think, uh, I don't know if you caught it, Andrew Dismukes made me laugh, is where he Zoe Kravitz is playing his girlfriend and she's like pick it up you know so he picks it up and he goes I'm learning <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that was good, that was good. Yeah. I thought it was it was really quiet yep. but it was really subtle but I, I, yeah. I laughed at it I yeah it was a, a really good one but um but I, I thought it was really good yeah. uh, Cecily Strong always does really good and and again I know it's not the point of it but that voiceover work that she does is an important part of the sketch to make it work. It oh, really yeah. is. And she does great at it. I almost think it's underappreciated how well she does True at the story. voiceover stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. So next one was Porch Scene, which is a recurring sketch written by Allison Gates and Ked Sublet. It was uh, the f- it's the only the second time it was on. Kate and Edie played the same characters in April 10th, 2021 with the Carrie Mulligan episode. So... Ben, you are notable for how you don't like uncomfortable situations, awkward situations. Yeah, like I hate The Office. Yes, you do not like The Office because you don't. You, you get very uncomfortable yes. watching uncomfortable scenes. Yes. Plus, plus, you don't like a lot of comedy. I love comedy, right? You know this. I just when Mike Seaver on Growing Pains would lie to his parents to sneak out, and I'm like, oh my god, he's just going to make it worse. It made me physically uncomfortable. Yeah, you, I had to you, turn off the you show. Actually, yeah, you yes. feel something. Yep. About it. Did this make you? No. Did it make it awkward? For you? No, not even a little bit. Okay. Sketch comedy, I don't think has that power. You know. Okay. Um, but I it felt was... awkward because it wasn't a very good sketch. <laughs> I will say they went to the well again, and it's like the first time it was clever, you know, and it wasn't. It wasn't something that I was lauding as the best thing I'd ever seen, but it was. It was enough to elicit a, a good hearty chuckle. Ha ha. This time I'm like, what are we doing here, guys? This is just not. It's just what? What's going on here? Why? I didn't like it the first time, and I don't like it this time. <laughs> I, I literally, so I, it took me a little bit to remember when they actually. Are you reading your own review right no, now? No, no, because oh, well, he no, got on his phone. That's if you're tacky. reading your no, own, no, review. no, 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 no. This is not this tacky is, no because no because call you because I referenced the fact that I didn't like this the first time when it was Carrie Mulligan, and so I wanted to see what I said in that review when yeah, I did. Oh, back then, right. yeah. yeah read it for uh, us. Okay, okay. Because I referenced it in this in this weekend's review. So to recap, this is your review from your from from the Carrie Mulligan. Episode. From 2021. 21. Yeah, from this, last is, year. This, okay. this is just one line from it. Okay. Uh, this sketch isn't terrible, but it just goes on far too long while staying at the same level of comedy. And that's exactly what happens with this one, too. It's like it's drawn out, it's the same like joke over and over again, where Kate McKinnon's like, all right, quiet confidence. I'm going to do something. And Aidy Bryant is, of course, oh, I'm the yeah. gushing fat kid. And, and it's just like, yeah, I, I got it. I don't care. It's just not a very good sketch. Um, I also thought. It was kind of a waste of Zoe Kravitz a little bit because they didn't really give her anything. She, right? A lot she, of times she's just sitting there waiting. Yep, exactly. And and they could have probably given her something or something more. Or, you know, give her to, a donut. Yeah. Give, <laughs> I mean, like pretend like there's something else for her to do there. Yeah. Right. Um, other than just play the 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 muse of the the, the sketch, but um, yeah, Kate McKinnon and Eddie Bryant they have great character pairings. This funny. is not one of them. They're, and and honestly. There was a couple of small chuckles I gave just because she plays a great nerd, right? Uh, Kate McKinnon does. Um, and, like, uh, there was a, a quote or there was a line where, you know, she says, I like boys and girls or Zoe Kravitz yep. does. And, and there was a chuckle there. But, like, I, 
it wasn't great. Not yeah, no escalation. Again, yeah. the Saturday Night Live sketches, in my opinion, are the best when they escalate. And they, if you're gonna go wacky, go really wacky by the end. And you know, same joke over and over again just doesn't doesn't work a lot of times. All right. Next one was the Princess and the Frog by Disney minus. Um, did you catch that? It said Disney plus. Yeah, yeah, that was just not good. No. Written by Mike Desenzo, Colin Jost, and Ben Silva. Um, I think we all know more about frog anatomy than we did before this. I did not know, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be ashamed to admit. I did Google, do frogs if have frogs have penises, and they don't. They do not. No, they do not. So. Yeah, this is. I mean, just. I think that the premise for the sketch is really good. I think that the, even though it's an easy, uh, I guess, joke to make, I think the idea of Disney minus. Being a home for lesser celebrated Disney movies is the, is is very funny. You're, you're in the film world. Is the Princess and the Frog kind of panned? Is it not a, considered a good? Yeah, good? there are some things that people like about it, but largely it's one of those films that is kind of it's uh, the biggest criticism I think levied at Princess and the Frog. And this is something that happens a lot with animated movies that focus on black characters uh-huh. is that it doesn't let them simply be black characters. There's always some kind of like weird transformation aspect where they're not necessarily seen on screen as black characters like for most of the running time. Uh, that was some criticism that like was levied at Soul too a, a little bit, even though Soul obviously was still critically acclaimed for the most part. Um, but but yeah, so like it's just it's not Disney's best, you know. Like it was kind of their first try at like really starting to be more diverse with their princess characters and okay. and. The, and that kind of thing, but like I, I think the idea of having of taking having weird takes on lesser celebrated Disney movies is something that's really funny. But this, the premise of how they lampoon Princess and the Frog, felt just like really immature and not like in a way that was like clever or edgy or something. It was just like oh, here's a bunch of penis jokes and like and then, and then because I'm a film guy, the most frustrating thing for me is that this send up of Princess and the Frog makes zero sense when you take into context the story of the it Princess wasn't and the even Frog. The plot, right? It wasn't yeah, even the there's plot. There, at no point is there a time when the princess is going to marry like the frog and he's still a frog because she gets turned into a frog as well yeah. in the story. So it didn't make sense in that regard. I didn't like the sketch. It wasn't very good. It was a, I think it was a waste of a promising premise. I think that if they did a Disney minus thing in the future, they could do something really funny. This just wasn't it. Do you think they did, they did the sketch just because Andrew Dismukes does a nor, uh, New Orleans accent and they just said, well, we got to find a way to use this the mosquito again. part was pretty funny. And Ken Thompson was good as the, the voodoo villain as Captain well. Hook. Yeah, but like uh, that was good. That was the only time I really laughed out loud. It's like, no, <laughs> I'm the villain of this pic- yeah. of this picture. Like it was that was. Good. Um, but it's uh, and the other part was like technically they like really screwed up. Like the positioning of Chris Red's character, like when he was how they did the green screen stuff, wasn't standing in the right spot. It was just real Don messy. Don Roy King, where are you? Hey, there's retired. Some, there's some growing pains, right? Because yeah. they also. Uh, I don't watch growing pains. He can't because we, it's bone too awkward. We also experienced that on the Dan Bulldozer sketch that we'll get to during weekend update. They had some issues with that, technical issues as well. So, okay. um, Ben, anything more to add to that, buddy? No, that encapsulates that pretty good. I did not enjoy that sketch. All right, then we move on to the pre-tape for Police Don't Destroy. We got her a cat, written by Martin Hurley, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall. Um, uh, I am ready for Paul Dano. A Paul Dano SNL episode. He was he was funny. He was a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also pronounced Dano. We learned 
Because I was, I was saying Dano way, for I my whole right. life. I was right. You guys were wrong on this one. I the, said Paul the Dano. The first time in our like 13-episode uh, season that I've been right on something, and they've been wrong. So um, I loved his joke. I'm doing, or I'm researching a new movie I'm doing. Um, it was, was It's about three guys that suck or something. <laughs> and on the poster, it's Gabriel Iglesias. Thank you. I was wondering and who And Justin Theroux. Oh, that's who that was, Justin and, Theroux. Uh, and, of course, him playing uh, Knucklehead. But... That was a weird choice. I had to look up who who the I, third I, one was, I, who the middle guy yeah, was. Yeah, I, I, I knew it was Gabriel Iglesias. You don't know I who Justin Throw is? I couldn't. I didn't recognize him. Oh. I didn't recognize it either. Yeah, um, because he was. Sorry, yeah, I didn't have to look up Justin. But no, I had to absolutely like the glasses and the and the hair. I was like, well, who is that guy that they had? Also, that's just a really funny poll. Just to have those yeah. two people there, and it's such a short scene where they yeah. hold up the poster. It's, it was so neat. It's not a secret of this show. If you are a listener of the ten to one. That I they can do no wrong for me. I I just love the police. Even when they do guys. do wrong, they don't they don't do wrong. They they're they're batting a thousand here. I liked this one. Like um, nine. I liked it a lot. I thought it was, it was very funny. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, I, I mean, I just the idea. So it's such a simple freaking premise. Like, what if we find the cat and then all automatically it's missing again with no real context of like it jumping out of anybody's arms? Wouldn't that be funny? I yeah. bet you that was the pitch, and it was. It was very funny. Like, what? Wait, where did it go? Like, it was so good, so well done, so well done. I was laughing very hard. Okay, good. Because, you know, I think they're always funny. And I come into this, this studio here to talk to you guys. You know, this wasn't funny. And then I get my feelings I'm more hurt. I'm more on your side than time. Brad is normally. Yeah, Brad's wrong on most things. So we, yeah, just, hey, there's that. only been a couple times where Please Don't Destroy has either been not great or just okay. And, like, but most of the time they do, they do nail it. Knock it out of the park. Great job, boys. Uh, yeah, I do. I think, I think. You know, they have a, I think, have they had a sketch uh, pre-tape every episode? No. There was, they, there was one there that was, was too cut for time. Yeah. Okay. But but they did they did create it. Though. Oh, yeah. I think yes. they've created one every time. I don't yeah, think I they've think that's a lot, show, right? Though. That's a lot. I mean, yeah. not not every writer that I see, you know, as, I'm, as I read the names of the writers for our sketches and stuff, not every writer gets a sketch into a show I each think time. In, but I think in the so, days I mean, of uh, Lonely Island, they were getting one on pretty yeah. much every week. Though. That's what I'm saying is I think they've, they've really... Uh, you know they're, they're really building their reputation and a name for mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. Because I'm also you know. a big fan of anytime they do a, a please don't destroy video, and they feature the host, but then they also have another celebrity. Yeah. Right. So you have Al Roker and Paul Rudd, and you've got Paul Dano now. Yep. And this is fun. Like, yeah. I, I like those because they're always just a, a bit part in these things, and I really am here for that. Also, like the closing of the cabinet with a dog, and it got to me every. It was so <laughs> fun. It was just so funny. Bailey gave a, a sincere like, oh. Just like the audience did. It was so good. Just a stupid dog. <laughs> I would love the dog. All dogs. right, next, old home movies, uh, written by new writer Rosebud Baker, Michael Che, and Ben Silva. Um, this was a, a family that is going over, or they found a, a video from their dad who had allegedly committed suicide, but he hadn't. They just found it, um, and he was upstairs in the bathroom. I am already gone, and he's not. Your father is upstairs (laughs) taking a a, uh, poop. Oh, that's the first flush. We've got time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'll say out loud, I love this sketch. I thought that Keenan was incredible with the fast-forward stuff. It was so physically funny. It was so silly. It was great, yeah. yeah. I loved it. I was just, again, you don't see that kind of thing all that often. It was unique. It was new. And I, for that reason, just alone, the action in it was awesome. But yeah. then the premise is also very fun. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I was cracking up at the sketch. This is uh, For all the reasons you said, and I, just, and I love his whole pitch for Dallas City Bouncers. Yep. <laughs> and, and his Dallas. wife's already exasperated by it. Yep. Oh, not. This 
because she no, knows the, the, what the it is. The, the guy on the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, yeah, no, this is a ten out of a ten sketch. I really, really liked it. Really liked it a lot. Ten out of ten. That's a high. That's a high I, I mean, I think this. I mean, spoiler alert. This was my favorite sketch of the night. I really enjoyed this. Damn, one. we're not there yet, buddy. I'm I gonna know, cut that but out. I'm going to cut. That. You can't say that. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ten out of a, it was a ten out of ten sketch for me. I'll just say that it was really good. All right, next weekend update. Um, uh, you know, again, if you're a, a longtime listener of this show, first which time means, caller. Uh, you've listened to all 13 episodes or 12 episodes. Uh, you know that this is probably the area of the podcast that we disagree with on the most. Usually Ben and I are on the same side, and uh, Brad's on the wrong side. And so um, I like to start with Brad because um, typically I'll find out that Brad didn't agree with me on this. Brad, what did you think of the Weekend Update this week? I thought it was pretty good. It was. I thought it was a pretty good rendition of uh, Weekend Update. I really don't have uh, many complaints. Um, I, I, I do surprise. Th- I actually thought one of Jost's jokes deserved uh, more laughs. I thought the Starbucks uh, gag with the the wrong Vladimir Putin name that was, was really hilarious. No, that was really funny. Um, and then uh, you know there was the, the, the what I like, which having Jost and Shay react to each other's jokes and actually having a little bit of like interaction there. Which they do every episode, but I'm glad you they, noticed. They, it they the don't time. always <laughs> do it every episode. I like the pivot of uh, doing what they used to do with Mitch McConnell and doing the the photo mislabeling for Ron DeSantis now. Yep. It was so funny. That, that I don't really know why good. that one got to me. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, and then, you know, uh, I loved the Che, obviously, always finds a way to roast Joe's this time, making fun of his whiteness, and just like the little like skeptical this- smirk that Joe's gave like... <laughs> I, lo- I love that kind of stuff, um, but and then also, and th- he's he's done this two weeks in a row now. I I, I'm, I actually think he might be doing it longer. There's always at least one Che joke where he goes for the punchline that is like meant to like be a groaner and like really ruffle some feathers. Last week it was the the National Pig Day one. This week it was another calendar joke, and it was the it was for that na- for National International Women's so Day. You should yep. smile. More. Yeah, exactly. And so and I love when he does that because like he's doing it like with a wink and, a, and a, yeah. And so like it's yeah it's it, I love every time he does it. Yeah, I agree. I agree because he knows the response he's going to get out of it, and he goes for it. I laughed and I, I, I love so it. hard at their jokes this weekend. It was so good. Do we all agree that it was a pretty good weekend update? Uh, I mean, as far as the the headline the, jokes are yeah, concerned, yeah, yes. yeah. No, yes. we'll get to the sketch. Or the <laughs> I, ha- bits. I have things to say. <laughs> I do love the. Um, uh, there was a couple jokes in there about. Uh, uh, and Disney responds uh, to the allegation of wokeness with 90 years of cartoons. And they put them up, <laughs> yeah. right? They showed the cartoons, and uh, oh my god, it was just so. Yeah, they had some just really good one-liners in this one. So they still. I mean, we went to Disney uh, not too long ago, and the Song of the South ride, you know, is the is. The, is it still exist? Yeah, it's still there. So there. I mean, I th- I think they're actually uh, supposed to be. So they uh, overhauling it soon. So I've gone a couple times in the past few years, and it is the it's the the log flume ride. Yeah. So you're going through, and and um, I remember uh, they did take out the three rabbits, which were basically field workers, uh, and so that that was on the ride, and there's just an empty space where those used to be. So they're not they there. Even, anymore. They even try to fill it with. No, it. not even a little bit. But the entire ride, though the theme of the entire ride is the theme of Song of the South, and there is still the song there. Zippity doo and all that. But at the end of the ride, and I was there. A month ago, guys. This is 2022, February, and it still says the South will rise again. No, <laughs> almost because it it's literally says something along the lines of, and I'll paraphrase. It says, you know, Rabbit says, "Well, I was gone for a while, but now I know I'm back where I belong." I mean, they still say that, and it's like, <laughs> holy shit! 
Like, we talked about that for an hour after the ride. I was like, they still say that? What the fuck is Disney doing? Speaking, I couldn't believe it. Speaking uh, of Song of the South. Being slightly racist. It was insane that that's still there. Like, oh, my God. Speaking of Song of the South, uh, one of my favorite all-time uh, sketches with Tracy Morgan is uh, Uncle Jemima's Mash yeah. Liquor. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, it's just it's so, so good. Yep. But, yeah, I'm telling you right now, I could not believe that we were seeing that. Because I, I thought, oh, they probably just destroyed all the, the racist stuff out of it and kind of kept the, the funny, like, whatever, ca- cartoonishness of it. Nope. Still a lot of the songs, still a lot of the wording. Okay, we're just moving on here. Like, I was so uncomfortable. All right, let's get to the bits for Weekend Update. Uh, this was a recurring film critic. Uh, we have our own film critic here, so we have our own Terry Fink. Thank but, you. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, the 2020 Oscar prediction. That's right. It's me. Written <laughs> <laughs> by Alex Moffat and Will Steven. God, it was the third so time good. Terry Fink has been on Weekend Update. Um, I, I actually I don't dislike Terry Fink, uh, this character. No, I love him. No, yeah, he's I great. Laugh, I laugh at him. So um, the idea. So the, the best part about this, and maybe you guys will agree here, is the good 15 seconds where he said nothing yeah. and just made facial expressions. Yep. yep. I was great physical crying laughing at that because it was like a Letterman bit almost. It started off and I'm like, okay, and then it went a little longer. I'm like, oh my God, is he just going to keep... And I was so happy yeah. that he just kept doing it. Oh, he, man, he, it was great. Alex Moffat is just such a good performer in these type of he's environments. Incredible. Because you, know? you have to, obviously, you're, you're performing. He's doing, a, he's doing a voice. He's doing a, a, you know, physical comedy. But he's also reading cue cards. And he, yeah. he just brings it all together so brilliantly. Perfect. And, and m- similar to the, the guy who just bought a boat, like, there's a rhythm and a cadence yep. he has to hit to really yep. make it work. Yep. He sells it hard yeah, every time. The comedy of this is contingent on hitting marks, yeah. right? And. He hits him, and, oh. and and he did it really well. It, it was so freaking funny, and also just just riding them. You know, I mean, like there was some really quick witted humor there. Obviously, yeah. they they seem to love film as well because sure. they they got the you know. I think some of them you have to understand some of the films that are being nominated, and some of the actors and actresses and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, really well done. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, and then the next one was I. I'm gonna guess. I don't know Ben's favorite of the the uh, of the episode. Dan Bulldozer on the impact of social media. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you, Ben. <laughs> I did not love this. Yeah, this was terrible, Ben. I this, can't. I don't know why you <laughs> come love this on. I, like uh, we're, I know this we're looks- sitting here. We're waiting to do the show, and it's like he's like, "Oh my god, guys, did you see the Dan Bulldozer?" It's like, "Yeah, Ben, and, we saw it." Like, yeah, uh, Brad and I look at each other like, "Oh, that's yeah." His I mean, favorite. but do you guys know that it's it's based on my mentor and person <laughs> I want to be, Dan Bulzerian? It's a real person that I love, and I'm. Is I'm, it really? It really is. Who the hell is Dan Bilzerian? That's that's made up. Okay, no, you're, I'm you're, I'm I'm joking about my him being my mentor. He's a piece of shit. He's a real person, and he looks exactly like that. Oh, really? So he's got the he's got he's jacked as fuck. He's he's got an eight pack testosterone it up. Does Roy he do, Rage like, guy. These, these crazy he's, little like uh, bits of wisdom, like you so know. they're making fun of a very specific thing. Okay. Uh, that he he was interviewed and it did happen because I I saw it on on a uh, uh, on his website because I follow him. No, I saw it on. Uh, they Whoa. were they were already making fun of him. I mean, you're saying Brad and I didn't see it, so you're he wears a white t shirt. He's muscled up like that. He's got that exact beard. He's a bro. His name's Dan Bilzerian. He's a millionaire. He's got a yacht. He's got 19 girls on it at all times. He's 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 always shooting machine guns and with girls and bikinis hey, around him. Which one of your friends are sharing this stuff on Facebook? Uh, yeah, and you sound really excited <laughs> about this too. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to get through it because I want to just. 
girls. He you, loves shooting guns. God oh my god, he loves no. shooting guns. No, no. no. You know way more about him for not liking him than you should. What's his boat's name, Ben? I know, really. No, no. no How no. old is he? Where would he go to school? Boat Zarian. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. Way to go, Brian. That's no, a so good one. He's this. He's an. I think he's because I'm, I'm on Instagram. I, I do. I'm not on TikTok, I'm but on I'm Instagram, Instagram too. So but I see, Brett. I see a lot of that stuff that goes through my timeline. That's all. Um, <laughs> that just kind of shows what other stuff you're like watching on Instagram. Yeah, the know. algorithm is really. Get, yeah, it's really get, off. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, but no, you should look up who this guy is because he's he's a real wow, like piece of shit. But he was telling a story on on some interview about a Chinese farmer who is the whole thing was just supposed to be like. Uh, you know, the whole townsfolk came over and said, "Oh, I'm so sorry that you had a a, 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 a son broke his leg." And I said, "Maybe." And then they they came by to recruit him for the army, and uh, but but his leg was broken, so they didn't recruit him for the army. And then the whole townsfolk came by and said, "Well, isn't that great?" And he goes, "Oh, uh, maybe." And he's, he he does that. He tells like, the story these like stories that. that make no sense. Ex- these parables, exactly. Of, like you know, and it's it's all about seeing the world as a glass half full type guy. Just fucking say that, man. And then they it's have so like, dumb. and like, then they have 17 million followers. And you're like, yeah. how? How are seventeen? And it's because this he's, is why America is failing. Because he's had so much plastic surgery, and he's got so much HGH coursing through his stupid veins, and he's got money. Like people think that that's happiness, and so how comedy you, was perfect you really by saying that he's not. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm not happy. Right? That was the whole bit of this. Yeah. It this persona of Kamuni was this was so boring though like they did nothing with yeah. this i didn't like it at all but it is a real person that he's making fun of so i get the lampoon but they didn't do a good job of it they it was have, just i will say this they have taken it to the the uh, brogans quite a you know that group yeah. of like this this season has yeah. been a, a fairly you know that's been a, a but pretty I, okay, common so trope for I them, understand comedy trope to take somebody to to punch up and it takes a guy like that down where was the actual jokes though like it was you just, were just saying what he actually said. Right, yeah, exactly. It was exactly a portrayal of the guy. And the, I guess the whole bit is like after five minutes of Kamuni being on Weekend Update, he goes, I'm not really happy. That's kind of the shtick. Like that's that that's was the, the that joke. was that's the joke, and it's not a good enough payoff. Yeah, at all. well, and for me, like the character Agreed, the you. character veers too close to being like a human version of Baby Yoda. And then it also has yes. it also has the tinge of sadness that Bruce Shandling does. But it just—it's not as good as either one, and I don't like Baby Yoda, so like that says something. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It just—it doesn't—it didn't do anything for me, and I know who he was. Also, the voicing was driving me crazy. They weren't hitting the mark on the voice. That was weird. Processor. Yeah, that, that tech, um, tech stuff was bad. Uh, so again, it, I just didn't like this one, and I love Kyle Mooney, so I hate criticizing anything Kyle Mooney does because I love him so much. But it wasn't good. It just yeah, he's good. he's one of those people where if he brings a weekend update character, it's either like a huge hit or it just bombs hard. Yep, yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. And it just uh, didn't hit it this week. I just and maybe, maybe it would have. I maybe if I would have saw, I didn't know. The, honestly, did not know this was based. I mean, on I don't know. I don't think the fact character. that Ben does know and like there still wasn't he any still good, no, there wasn't good jokes. Yeah. There. No, yeah. no, and, and you know, I love this guy, right? So Dan Blazer is one of my best friends. We go uh, hiking. <laughs> just not a good portrayal of him, bro. Okay, so listen, Joe Rogan and I were talking the other day, and no, it, it just again, what's the joke? Right, it's five minutes for one. Uh, so five minutes of boring setup for one mediocre punchline is not d- does not I, I a good do weekend like, update character make. I do like the you know again the the making fun of the kind of toxic masculinity or the the faux philosophy that some people have. I like that that, that this it is needs to very yeah. very similar to the the cold open where it's like 
if you're lampooning these people, but I don't know who they are, yeah. is it funny on its own? Right. And the answer was no, yeah. and it's still no here. Yep. Yep, agreed. All right. Uh, next was Word Crunch, written by Andrew Dismukes, which <laughs> Andrew doesn't write a lot of sketches, so it's good to see him uh, get credit here for writing Allison Gates and Celestium. Um, maybe we might have another host of uh, game shows other than Keenan now. Andrew Dismukes did great was hosting awesome, yeah. this. Way to go. It, almost back to like... Harking back to like the Jason Sudeikis hosting shows where, you know, almost just like uh, just couldn't believe the things coming out of their mouth. Right. It was really funny. I thought mom hole. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a, again, much like the other sketch we talked about. This is something that they are very familiar with. They do this all the time. This is a well I don't mind them going back to, though, because typically when they do a game show in this way, it, it's it tends to be more their their batting average is higher on a game show type set. And my goodness, this this really tickled my funny bone. The, I, the mom hole stuff. I don't was know really about funny. you guys, but the one the one criticism I have of the sketch, which again I thought it was a, a, a pretty good sketch, is I didn't think Sarah Sherman added anything to it. That um, was the weird thing. I, I, yeah, I just, she, she well, I didn't get the purpose of her character. She did like a, the same voice that she's done a couple times That's, before. Uh, the the yelling girl who kind of yeah. sounds like she's from New York. Yeah, the and Bronx. she's re- yeah she's really upset and kind of also happy. Yeah, exactly. And and also just like you know. Oh, you came up with this. Yeah, I've got a mom hole, you know, kind of thing. It's just like, that, I will say. You didn't need it to be funny. Like, that didn't yeah. add any more comedy to the sketch to me. Like, I, if anything, it took away from it. Yeah, exactly. I would have pref- preferred if it was, that's how the game show was, and there oh, yeah. was no excuse for it. The, no, exactly. The, the idea that you you are constantly finding mom hole. Yeah. Like it's just an error in the program or something, and maybe mom hole is together a couple of, and you're the only one seeing. It. That's funny, but when it's by design, they, it takes way too much away from it. And one thing I will say too is I, even though I appreciate the premise and the repetition, I don't think like I think that there is maybe something funnier than mom hole that they could have done because like at first I was like oh that's amusing, but then like as it kept going on, I was like it's not as funny as they they think it is. Um, There's a funnier word they could have found in there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like, but I did. I but I did really like the when Zoe Kravitz started rattling off all yep. the other dirty words, yeah. and, and then ended with time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was good. Uh, the, the one, the one thing that I would say that I, another thing that I would critique, I guess the two things again in a sketch that I really liked, but. Uh, as a Hoosier, I I do have to say cornhole is a word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not cornhole. I was like, well, that's a game you play in your backyard. Why didn't they count that's, that one? That's a word. Uh, I don't care. I mean, and even though Andrew Dismukes is funny in this sketch, I think he's too young to take the game host. You think? Yeah, position. See, that didn't bother me. I, I, yeah, I guess I'm the same. I I get that, but I I it didn't throw me off though. It didn't throw me off, but I just felt like mm, I'm not sure he's old enough to do this yet. So it threw you off a little bit. I hate you. I, I just, I, I, he had some good humor in there. He had some good one-liners. Hey, he wrote he some it. Good physical. So comedy. he can host it if he wrote it. And uh, Ben's favorite Aristotle got in there. Yeah, I but was barely. Good to see him. He did I something. wanted more. I know. Poor Aristotle hasn't been in much lately. Like, so, he, and the one time he got to say porn. Yeah. <laughs> good for you, Aristotle. We're glad to have you back, buddy. All right. Next, uh, don't stop believing. Um, <laughs> written by Mike Desenzo and Bo and Yang. Uh, Bo and Yang was on fire. This is the ten to ten to one sketch, by the way. So this was the the f- final sketch of the night. Bo and Yang was on fire on this sketch. His energy was so good. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put my cards on the on the table here. I'm a band nerd. I was in marching band, so like some of this nerd. stuff was yeah, totally nerd. Some of this stuff was very like 
I got. Like I, you know, <laughs> like you know, I'm like, oh, I get this. Listening to the Ohio State marching band, you know, and look at this. The one thing though they did say is somebody said something. Do you hear the cellos? There are no cellos in marching bands. Just stop. <laughs> um, but you know, again, as a former band kid, I feel seen. So good for them. Uh, I love this sketch. I, yeah, thought I just thought it was great. Bo yeah. and Yang, like just the fact that he kept that energy going for so long, the way Zoe Kravitz matched it, and just like the random reference to Mario Kart, and like everything was so good about this sketch. It was just just so. Did not know that Cortana was the Windows version of Siri. Did not know that Cortana. Yeah. Cortana from Halo. That's why they named it. That. I, I don't play video games. You guys oh yeah, it's so from oh. it's the, the the it would be the Siri of ha- yeah, Halo. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah, Master Chief has this like holographic assistant in his like. Uh, gauntlet or whatever that he asked. I thought they made it up and then I googled it and I'm like, oh, that's a real thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, also, uh, by the end of this sketch, I'm dying laughing and I'm I'm on board. It was so weird because I I started watching it and I wasn't out on board at all uh, right off the bat when they started doing the the playing it. I'm going to play it on my phone. And it was just like, what is this sketch? It's so weird. And honestly, as soon as I realized that Bo and Yang was not going to stop, it made it, I'm like, okay, I am all in. And don't stop 11? Yeah, there's a typo on Spotify. (laughs) Yeah, which is a a real thing, actually. The Ohio State Marching Band on Spotify is spelled wrong. Did you look this up? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is wrong. It's, it's a real thing. It's it is spelled a real wrong. See, thing. I love that. Yeah, that makes me like this even more. Which again, Those I wanted to 11. like I want to find out was Bo and Yang a band nerd, right? Well, yeah. Like so you know, did like, somebody just run across this as a writer and be like, "Oh, I actually heard on this is spelled wrong. Can we do something with that?" I always wanted to be a fly I on the wall. I also can imagine like someone being really fucking stoned and actually like ranting and raving about how good the Ohio State marching band is when yeah. they do covers of songs like yeah, this. Exactly, exactly. you got to hear this, right? Yeah. You've had friends probably like this as well. Streeter, like, you got to hear this song and we'll they, they play it for you on your phone and it's like, uh, this is awkward because I don't know. I don't know how to emote. emote you know? like, I don't, like, like I don't want to tear you down, but like I'm not excited about this. Also, at all. get your phone and maybe out I of will my be face. On my own, like listening to this in the right, but like I, I feel like I'm under like the light right now, and he I don't was, like this. I mean, he just scre- like scream singing at the top of his oh, lungs, and it was so good. The, singing the wrong words with oh, happy oh, laughing yeah. too. It was just everyone calls it San Francisco. <laughs> no one calls it San Francisco. Yeah, uh, it was one of the sketches I watched more than once, and it did get funnier the second time even. Yeah. So uh, kudos to, to Bo and Yang for writing that. Because, again, he didn't write a lot of sketches either. So he he must have had this idea, you know, yeah. uh, somehow. And like you said, Ben, I want to know how. How. how it came like, to yeah. be. You know, again, yep. what was the thing that you saw that, you know. Um, Bo and can you email us? Just let us know. Uh, long, time, long time listener, yeah, I know. Bo and, Yang. and this is one of those things, too, where uh, I will say that when I watch SNL with my girlfriend, she always remarks. Okay, remind everyone you have a girlfriend. <laughs> she always remarks that she goes, she goes, Bo and Yang playing the same character again. But like, I honestly think that there are there are levels and layers to his various flamboyantly gay characters, uh, Fifty Shades of Gay, if you will. And uh, what did you write that before the show? No. Oh, um, and <laughs> but I and so I think that there is like even though he does play similar characters and and like, but I I think that the variation in that level of energy or like how flamboyantly gay he plays it you, or, and how excited he is about something. that Bo and Yang is, has less range with that kind of character than Mikey Day has with his incredulous character. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's the same character that Mikey Day is playing. Bo and Yang is at least varying it. I would say know. this. I think Bo and Yang has had the most diversity this season that he ever has. Um, and Ben knows this because I, I texted him years ago when Bo and Yang joined the show and I said, I just you liked Bo and Yang when he came on. I said, I'm, I'm just not buying it yet. I don't love it. I think he's just too much. Um, 
and I, I'll say this: I'm a huge Bone Yang fan now, um, and so um, because he does have range, and I think Yang he does, Yang 2022. Yeah, he does have yet uh, range. He doesn't play the same character. I thought in the beginning when he started being a new cast member, being a little nervous, um, he, he, he was lean into it a little. He bit was more. leaning into the excitable kind of you know uh, gay guy, which again wasn't a bad character. It was just I wanted to see more, and. I, Throughout his career with SNL, I think we've seen a, a wide range yeah. of, I, of performances. I'm, whatever it's again, whatever Bo and Yang wants to do, I'm going to watch. Uh, agreed. Uh, him, uh, Chris Red. Uh, oh yeah. You know they they've become just such good performers. Yeah. They're um, they're now more. This season more, for me, they've really solidified themselves as you know just top notch. There are more characters. Are more characters. There are more uh, cast members on the show right now that I think. I could watch them all day long. Keenan, Chris Red, Ego. Like no matter what they do, I they're always very good at it. Yep. Alex Moffat, you know, th- there are plenty of people that on the show that I would just wow, I'd watch them read the phone book cuz they're so talented. So, we're in a hey, we're in a golden age right now, guys, of SNL cast members. You know, I, I do think, you know, it's it's hard cuz we do have such a big cast, right? And that everyone gets uh, Pete Davidson wasn't in this episode, right? Obviously, he's doing well, he's, he's some shoot, stuff with Yee. He's um, also shooting a movie, I think. Yeah. Um, but we've had Different characters. <laughs> yeah. um, we had different uh, cast members take breaks or sure. film or something like that. And I guess the benefit of having a big cast, you get to do that. Um, and not every cast member gets to be in a lot of, you know, we barely ever see, what's her name? Uh, Punky Johnson. We saw, saw Punky. She, 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 she wore a, uh, she was funny. a, a, a wig. Yeah, she did great. Um, but I'm still getting to love some of these characters. Andrew sure. Dismukes didn't really know him well before this season. He, I think he was just a. Uh, he only had a couple sketches last season, right? Or is he new this year? No, no, he was around last year. Um, I just don't remember him well, Wasn't right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying is I don't remember him real well last year. He's come on to his own this year. Like, he's he's now getting to a point where I really enjoy seeing him in a sketch, and I, I, I can't wait to see what he does. So, um, yeah, I, I just think there's been some really great performances. A lot of good growth. Yeah, and, and you know, I used to think, What's going to happen when 80 steps out? Or what? what's sure. going to happen when, you know... Actually, and that's what, you bring up a good point. Even earlier this season, yep. I was going, this is a bloated cast, and when the big five leave, yep. I don't know that they're going to have the experience to yeah. take over. Now I have no problem with that. I mean, yeah. they could all leave tomorrow, the big five, and, yeah. and be done. Because Kate's going to leave eventually, right? Yeah. I mean, I Kate, don't... Kate, Keenan, Cecily, 80. Oh, Keenan's uh, Well, you know, but the, I'm saying when, if and when they yep. go, yep. like Chris Red is going to step in, and Andrew Jesmus is going to step in, and Bone Yang's going to step in, and Heidi Gardner. Everybody's going to get there, and this is great. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, so our, our Cut for Time sketch this week was a pre-tape. Can I talk to you? Um, this was uh, uh, Chris Red and Mikey Day playing. I don't know if they're drugged out or just two men. They're supposed to be portrayed as weird people. So this was the, the I said this was a little problematic yeah. off air, and it wasn't for the reason that I think that you thought I meant, which was the, this, and it, which is still problematic is when women yep. women have to put up with this all the yeah. time. So it's not necessarily awesome to be maybe bringing that out uh, to to like play play a joke on it. Uh, well, that's the wrong fucking yeah, word. Yeah, it's, it's not you know humorous for women, right? right? Yeah, yeah, they're like, this is my life every day, people yep. do this. At the same time, it was like, you know, 
somebody that w- is dressed like Chris Red was dressed and and is holding up a bag of trash, thinking that I recycle, like clearly, very clearly indicating a homeless person. And like most homeless people have mental issues, and so like it's not, it didn't come across like these are just normal guys that have weird attributes. It came across as two like really broken down drug addict homeless guys are hitting on women, and that's the joke. And I I, I just wasn't on board for that. And I, I think though. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 tell no. me why I'm wrong. No, I think if you interpret it that way, I think you're absolutely right. I think the the intention of the joke, or the way I initially watched it, was before I read the negative stuff online about it, was that it was overconfident men yeah. trying to, sure, you know, hit on these two beautiful women, and the fact that you know he had a baby and it was outlandish. He had an on fire car, so clearly yeah. there's yeah. more to it. And, than like, just and thinking homeless. that I they have that. they have something to offer these women because they've got you know because. Unfortunately, men often have too much confidence than what they've really earned, right? Um, they don't really have the thing to show yeah. for it. It's it's the idea of, like, are you really trying to, like, hit on me in, like, your state? Like, you know? And so, like, I, I do think that there is, like, a perspective there of, like, it being problematic in that way. But I think I, it, I get that. I, th- that I think it's absurd yeah. enough, though, that it's not necessarily right. true to when, life in that and way. And, again, so to, to, your, to your point and to their credit, uh, the on-fire car thing and having the baby thing, that is outlandish. And Mikey Day having a tail. Yeah, yeah well, of course. Like, <laughs> yeah. th- those are the things that, that that saved it for me as far as, like, okay, I will laugh at this because this is very clearly not just making fun of homeless people, obviously. Yeah. It started off where I was like, oh, this is rough on both ways, right? These women shouldn't have to put up with this, and they really shouldn't be making it a homeless person. That's how I kind of started the yeah, sketch. Yeah. It did, though. It did end with Mikey Day having a fucking tail, so things were all right <laughs> at the end of it. No, and I, I get it. I, I do think you're right, though, in that, like, you, you got to be very careful with these things. I think some of the women that have uh, said things online about, you know, it, it, it is kind of, I, I get the humor, but also this is problematic because, you know, again, these are, this is the, the, the struggle we have to live like, every day. It and it's would, very scary it to run okay into if men. if they were normal-looking guys, right? And, no, and, no, still not it's, cool. It, and, and at night at gas stations, it can be very scary running into men that are hitting on us. So I, I get that, and I think I think – that needs to be listened to, and we need to to, to certainly internalize that. Mm-hmm. That said, uh, there were some funny lines yeah, in this as yeah. well. I, uh, I, I thought I it will was admit a, there was know, some funny uh, stuff. Giving giving the sketch the best credit you can, I thought it was. I thought there was some funny, especially stuff. when the focus was on like what keeps happening to them. Yep. That was that part was very funny. It was like your friend just got hit by a car, and ah, oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah. That part was I, I obviously I did laugh at that. And and I think again, if if the the two women again played by uh, Ego and uh, Zoe Kravitz would have started to feel scared or portrayed being scared, right. it would have been a little different. Yeah. Right. They they did not. They, they felt were confident. Mildly annoyed. Exactly. And like you know, do, do you really think you're going to get yeah. with us? Kind of you know kind of thing. And so um, I think that also that, added so, a, a uh, level there, to it. But this is a conversation right there's a lot going on here and it, it, there's a lot of good and bad and i'm I, I guess i'm glad that it's out there because people are talking about it you know no oh, you're right there nate sorry that was my uh siri or my just cortana. cortana cortana just checking in on you so anyway uh i will not call you master chief so what though so what though so what though i did i did there were some funny things there like you've got nothing so what though you know like are you, know, you are you missing your teeth? Wow, what teeth? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, that's the episode for uh, this week. Um, what did you guys think? First, let's talk, talk about Zoe Kravitz. What did you guys think? Did you think she performed well? I loved her. I thought she did great. Um, she was in nine sketches, by the way. So she did. She, she, had she a good worked workload. her tail off. Um, good, work, good workload. She was, uh, she was good. I, I thought, here's the thing is, I thought 
there were some sketches they didn't use her well. But there were some sketches I thought she she pulled it off. The she, she the, was not given a lot to do, but the things that she did were good. That was my thing. I think yeah. she she performed well in the things that they gave her. Yeah, this wasn't um, a situation where like uh, Oscar Isaac, where she got to play like a variety of yep. like characters with yep. varying voices and personalities and whatnot. Uh, you know, a lot of it was just like exaggerated versions of like you know what what you would say is like her normal self, I guess, in a way. Um, but I I think what I, I like about seeing her do this is that she's not one to often do comedies. Yeah. Uh, she was in Rough Night yeah. with Scarlett Johansson, um, and but otherwise she does serious dramas, thrillers, action movies, that kind of thing. Yep. So you don't often get to see her do stuff like this, and she was really good at it. I, th- I thought that she fit in uh, rather well, and I'd, as her career continues to get bigger, you know, it would be cool to see her back and see see what else she can do. Yeah, yeah I would definitely have her host again. She especially now that we like maybe even the the right and the cast members understand that she can do more because they, what they gave her she she did crush she did a really good job with it so next time when she was for the second time let her do some character work and bring Lenny Kravitz in as the musical guest okay well we don't and, well and again I think sometimes and I, I'd, I'd love to talk to a writer about this or somebody that is do you ever get nervous to let hosts try things right obviously we see them let Oscar Isaac essentially do whatever he wants to do and none of us uh, before this, knew that Oscar Isaac could do I, what yeah. he did, right? Yeah. It's um, so surprising. So, and they've got such a short time period to get to know yep. them and all that stuff. So, that's just another whole bar- barrel of monkeys there. That's, yeah, that's crazy. I'd, I'd be, I'd be interesting though to wonder what that metric is. Like, what do, you, what do you have to see in a host to give them that? Yeah. Interesting or like, do you interval? ask them? Like, are there voices you can do? Do right. you do impressions of anybody? Yeah. Yep. You know, exactly. Like we talked about this at last episode. Is there an intake interview? Or do they just kind of hang out? Like, yeah. I want to know if there's yep. specific questions. Like, Lauren just said, do you do any voices? Do you do any, any impressions? Of yeah, like, like, uh, th- like, just like, for example, how do you figure out that Kate Hudson does a pretty good impression of Drew Barrymore? Right. You know, like, stuff like that. Yep. Let's do a uh, favorite sketch of the night, guys. What do you think? Oh, it was it was home old home movies. It was my favorite. Really? Old home movies. Absolutely. Yeah. I went with Don't Stop Beloved, uh, but... Again, I can respect that. Uh, yeah. Old home movies was very good too. And of so course, if we, again, if you get to give it to a one-off weekend update character, Alex Moffat's character was fantastic. I want to see him every time. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't want to see him every time. It'll, I, I mean, either. it'll get old. You know what I mean? No, I yeah. If it was on so every much. episode, I'd be very upset. Shut. So again, <laughs> Ben's Let favorite have... was Dan Bulldozer. Um, <laughs> you guys got to look up that that guy. He is a walking nightmare. I feel like I'm looking at him. Hey, <laughs> that I think was that a compliment that over here. What is this? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm tired. It's 9.30 at night. I got to go to bed. All right. So uh, <laughs> cast member of the week, what did you guys think? Performer of the week, who would you give it to? Uh, I went with Keenan, uh, ed- barely edging out Bowen Yang. Mo- I went with Bowen, yeah. Mostly because Keenan, not only was he in the funniest sketch, but I thought that he was still funny in some of the sketches that were either just average or weren't weren't that great. Like he was still funny in the terrible cold open. Yep. Um, you know, Amazon Go to me was average and he he was good and, and, and really funny in that, and so that's I gave it to Keenan. I, I went with Bone only uh, the thing that put me over there because again, Chris Red did well on some sketches. Like there was some there were some good performances. Andrew Dismukes did well on a couple, um, but uh, I, I did Bone because he also helped write that. He was I think the the head writer of that one sketch. Yeah. I don't he need overachievers he, though. Yeah, he doesn't write <laughs> a lot of sketches, so I thought he did well in that, and I, I gave it to him. So kind of piggybacking on that, I gave mine to Andrew Dismukes. Okay. I really thought that, uh, and and honestly. Uh, I didn't know that he wrote that sketch. I still liked him a lot, 
for yep. leading a sketch like that because he hadn't really done it before. Yeah, the word and, crunch. Yeah. yeah, and so I really liked that sketch, and I liked him in it. And then to find out that he wrote it, that really tipped him over. Because I was going to say Keenan earlier, but then I, when I heard he wrote no, that, no, it is Keenan though. Okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but no, <laughs> Andrew Dismukes is definitely third in this lineup because De- Bowen Yang is close second. And so, like, uh, uh, once again, like you understand a Bowen Yang choice. Yeah, you don't understand an Andrew Dismukes choice. Not, not in this episode. Listen, he no. he was great. Oh, did you love him as as the fly in I, Prince and the Frog? I did. Actually, <laughs> he was funny. He, that that part, was so. that's what I'm talking. About. He elevated that sketch to at but least again, anything. Yeah, but not as often as Keenan Thompson did. Okay, so <laughs> we don't know who's coming on next. You know, oh, I'm sorry, it was Keenan. Thank are, you. Are you happy? See, yes, um, finally. Jeez. Don't Jesus. give in to him. You know that. He's not giving in to me. He's giving in to He's comedy. A bully. He's a bully. He's a bully. Uh, so, uh, He's do we know? <laughs> do we know? Is there ever going to be a new episode? Never. Of they're no. done. <laughs> so this was the series finale. Laura no. Michaels died. Yeah. So they didn't announce uh, who's which. I the, thought they would when the next episode is, or even with the next host star or anything like that. So we we don't know. I'm sure we'll find out soon. I'm anticipating they'll take a couple weeks off and they'll come back in early April. Bill Hader. I want Bill Hader. I mean, Barry season three is going to be Yeah, back, exactly. So. We went over last week yeah. uh, some potential that they could have. Just trying to put it out in the ether. We don't know when uh, the next episode will be. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be back. Um, but again, keep on listening. Uh, I always love it when I hear from people that are listening to the show or connecting with us on social media. We love doing this show. Obviously, we do it because we get to hang out together as friends. Uh, but we also like connecting to the deeper Saturday Night Live community. Um, Brad, where can people find you, buddy? Slashfilm.com. It's where I'm always writing about movie and TV. You can also uh, catch me writing my new reviews of every episode of Saturday Night Live. They're in text form sometime on Sunday, sometimes late, sometimes the afternoon. Just depends on what's going on in my life. <laughs> uh, at Ethan, Anders- uh, Ethan underscore Anderton on Twitter. You can uh, check me out there. And, uh, yeah, that's just just do give, it. Give uh, people a good film, re- uh, good film suggestion. From your blue checkmark Twitter account. Yep. Oh, that's cute. Um, I I've been watching a lot of movies from a verified asshole. I'll tell you that. Uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a piece of shit! Nailed him. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I've been watching a lot of movies from South by Southwest. Uh, that film festival is happening in Austin, Texas, right now, and I'm uh, helping to cover it virtually while we have a couple other people who are on the ground there. So, uh, I actually just watched uh, a couple of days ago a movie called "I Love My Dad" that Pat Oswalt stars in. It is, uh, a, um, I would say, it's a dark comedy, even though it's not dark in the way that some dark comedies are. But it's very a cringeworthy comedy, and it is uh, super funny. Pat Oswalt is hilarious, and it's very good. Uh, so, whenever that gets around to coming out, make sure you check that out. It's very, it's a, it's a good stuff all right benny where can people find you uh last week uh we talked about donating to uh ukraine the crisis over there mercy corps that's mercy corps basically is how you yep. spell it mercy corps uh you throw <laughs> that, that p in that s is silent yeah but mercy corps uh, go go online and donate your money there that's uh that's what you should do all right and you can also find ben at ken bonowitz um on twitter uh, ben and I really don't tweet anything of of note. But, Just my uh, Wordle score every day. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I follow both of you guys. Um, uh, you can find me at Nate Laux at Twitter and Instagram and all of the Facebooks. And I'm not on the TikTok. I am on the TikTok. I don't post anything. Um, but... Uh, you know, again, if you could just keep listening, uh, rate our podcast, uh, share it. It helps us out a lot. We want to keep on growing this um, and keep on doing this in the future because we, we really love SNL. So thanks for listening. Be good to others. Be good to yourself. Have a good week. Bye-bye.